So when I was in university, I got a job with my professor to do research in Sweden. Um, I was going to study the specificity of pollen consumption of oligoleptic solitary bees, which um, <laughs> ultimately affirms the fact that I could not spend the rest of my life studying a footnote of some detail of a seemingly inconsequential scientific fact. Um, but for my research, I needed to learn how to dissect bees, and fast. My education in dissecting bees without squishing them began in Walla Walla, Washington. I had to be able to peel off the scales that formed the bee's abdomen, remove the delicate gut in one piece, and extract a sample of pollen for species identification, all under a microscope with teeny tiny tools. I soon realized I needed to collect fresh bee samples to dissect, because the old ones in the freezer were too crispy. So I headed down to the garden across the way with a big white net and some vials and collected myself some bees. I killed them for dissection by freezing them in the freezer. Bees are generally, and the key word is generally, unable to regulate their body temperature. So if put in a cold enough environment, they quickly go to sleep and then die. I was ethically dubious about the whole thing as both a lifetime vegetarian as well as a global citizen aware of worldwide crashing bee populations. But I told myself, this is for science, and my professor, a bee lover herself, knows what she was doing. Also, this is my job, I told myself, just like many people did before committing acts that damned them to hell. So I got started, and it did not go well. My big clumsy hands would tear the bee in half with a single tremor, or render the gut totally unrecognizable and useless. It was frustrating, but unfortunately, that was far from the worst part. I had just taken a bee out of the freezer and pinned it to the dissecting tray with a pin through its thorax when, like out of a horror movie, I saw it start to move under the microscope. The bee was supposed to be dead. It had been sitting in the freezer for over an hour. Horrified, I quickly shoved the dissection tray back into the freezer, hoping that with a few more minutes, the bee would finally die. This would do no good. As I learned only later, the bee I had captured was not in fact a solitary bee, which can't regulate their body temperature, but a small bumblebee, which can. This bee was not going to sleep or die in the freezer anytime soon. My ignorance had condemned the bee to suffering. However, I knew none of this at the time. After a while, I took the bee out of the freezer to check if it had finally passed. To my unending terror, it soon defrosted and came back to life, wriggling its legs. There was no hope for this bee. I had impaled it straight through its thorax with a pin. I spent the next while sticking the bee in the freezer waiting and hoping that it would finally be dead. Eventually, it dawned on me that the bee was not going to die. I had to put it out of its misery, and soon. And so I took my tiny pair of scissors and decapitated the bee, all the while screaming, I'm so sorry. I can only imagine what someone wandering through the biology department was <laughs> And after I took off its head, in what must have been a post-death brainstem reflex, its legs still continued to wriggle. <laughs> Over the course of the summer, 
I put over a hundred bees to sleep and successfully dissected them. Though the task seemed initially impossible, I soon grew very good at it, and now it's a skill I'll never use again. <laughs> My study produced significant results, by which I mean the data was not totally random shit. <laughs> the larger significance of my study is still unclear, and that bee still haunts me to this day. It's not very often you see suffering that you caused in a living being right up close under a microscope.